Greetings, citizen civs. You've tuned to the guard frequency, and as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 52 and was recorded on December 27th and was made available for download December 30th at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Tony. And filling in for Lennon again is our community manager, The Shiv. And I'm Justin slash The Shiv. So what do we have this week, Justin? In this week's Squawk Box, we go somewhere a long time ago and far, far away. In CIG News, we bring you everything that's happening around the UEE, including our crowdfunding update, 10 for the Chairman, episode 49, and all the news from the CIG holiday livestream. And in this week's Nuggets for Nuggets, we listen in on some mercenaries as they talk about Gold Horizon. And finally, we tune into the feedback loop and let you in on the conversation. We've added a new feature to our website, GuardFrequency.com, a Patreon campaign button. We've got a variety of rewards and backer levels, but essentially if you know how Kickstarter works, you're most of the way there. Our donation button is temporarily disabled as Lennon found out it was ruining some other parts of our website, but that'll make its way back too. So if you want to just give a one-time donation, we'll have that capability back shortly. Of course, it's something we're going to do whether you donate it or not, but it's nice to get the occasional concrete reminder that everyone out there loves listening to us as much as we love talking to ourselves. Thanks to everybody that's chipped in already, and we hope that you consider making a regular donation. The more support we get, the better show we can make. That takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get to the show and see what's coming through this squawk box. Any of you boys need a carrier around here? Uh, Tony saying, welcome to the Squawk Box, everybody. By now, hopefully, we've all been able to get into Arena Commander 1.0 for a bit, and now we're all in a big hurry for Arena Commander 2.0 for really one reason. Multi-crew, multiplayer ships. We're all looking forward to cooperative gameplay that mimics the experience of a World War II tail gunner, or that barn swallow maneuver on Serenity, or maybe flying the Millennium Falcon. I mean, we've all seen the new Star Wars trailer, right? When the... Ooh, and also the, uh, we need this now. But as we know, one of the challenges of getting the system in-game is the local physics, a.k.a. gravity on the ships. With many aspects of the game, from engine thrust to projectile ballistics, there are real-world examples for CIG to work from. Spaceships doing Han Solo maneuvers in an atmosphere in a gravity well? You know, those are hard to come by. So we have to use whatever J.J. Abrams gives us. Rhett Elaine, writing for Wired, took the brief seconds of the Falcon's flight in the Star Wars trailer and calculated the internal G-load on the occupants of the vessel. Using some guesstimates of the ship's speed and size, he estimated the pilot of the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy would have experienced somewhere between 7 and 10 Gs during the twists and turns above the far, far away desert. This is getting close to the top of the range for trained pilots and is far more than the 5Gs usually tolerable by the average Joe or Jane. So either Chewie has upgraded the artificial gravity systems to act as inertial dampeners, or Han just blacked out everyone in the cockpit. And don't get me started on how the cockpit is off-center of the axis of the ship, subjecting everyone aboard to additional angular forces during rolls and yaws. I should just probably stop thinking about this and save my complaints for the real issues in the next trilogy. The lens flares. <laughs> hey, there was a bit of good news, though. What's that? 
J.J. Abrams is not directing the next Star Trek. No, no, it's the, the more important thing is his protege, Robert Orsi, is also not directing the next Star Trek, and he's also not writing it. That guy is out all the way. So there's good news, a lot of good news on the Star Trek front. But I really would like them to transport that inertial dampener technology over to Star Wars so the Falcon can do even more crazy acrobatics. And then I want them to transport it into the game so my Constellation can do even crazier acrobatics than the Falcon. Yeah, I, I'm, really so, I'm sorry, but I don't think somehow seeing the Connie fly like the Millennium Falcon is not going to thrill me all that much. In oh, fact, it's going to make me on. look... It's going to make me think uh, something's going on with this universe. Oh, come on. I, mean, I want to do, like, you know, barrel rolls in a, in a Starfarer. That's what I want. Oh, uh, I, I'm sure we could do barrel rolls on a slow, <laughs> lazy roll. It's a big-ass barrel. What you <laughs> I don't know. Barrels are pretty exciting if you put some dwarves in them. Yeah. But those, well, I think I think we're allowed to toss dwarves. Well, just don't tell anybody. Have you read, seen, or heard something that might be interesting to other citizens or civilians? Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checker screen, call the ball. Don't get taken home with me. Crowdfunding update for December 27, 2014, $68,294,000, another three quarters of a million dollars done last week. Santa was good to CIG, it seems. No letter from the chairman yet. Hey, 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 it's Christmas. Give the guy a break. But come January 10th, I'm going to expect a novella-length post. 702,000-plus citizens. Whoa, we broke the 700K mark. And 576,000 members of the UEE. Another 12,000 jump in citizens. And another identical 13,000 jump in UEE ships. Same as last week. Seems like some uh, holiday money is being spent here at the CIG website. Well, it was a good week for us as well. This time of the year, it is time for celebration. And so the good folks over at CIG decided to celebrate with a live stream where we got to hear from each CIG department and a lot of good info was forthcoming. First up, we learned that going forward, Arena Commander will also act as a testbed for new features. For example, they could add a mission to escort a transport ship and you get ambushed by pirates. Arena Commander will be used as a prototype for encounters in the Persistent Universe. This may not come as a surprise that Arena Commander is going to be acting as a testbed for future content. It does mean that we now have the confirmation of lots of fun stuff this coming year for people to play with. Next, confirmation again that the planet side and social modules from Austin and FPS from Ilphonic are next up for module releases. CIG Austin aiming to deliver for the first iteration of Planetside Slash Social Module the functionality of players to spawn in their hangar and invite other players to their hangar. Players will move from their hangar to another player's hangar via an elevator system. The elevator system will also give you access to the first of the Planetside Experiences Arc Corp. Speaking of Arc Corp, you'll be able to see the new beginnings of the NPC populace. It'll be relatively empty to start out with, but it'll give you a sense of how the AI activities will operate. We'll be able to interact with a few shops, but not purchase anything initially. But it'll give us an idea of how the system works. The first iteration of Arcorp will have six shops with at least two, maybe three more to follow in the second iteration. The second iteration has been slated for the middle of next year, with the first iteration coming, quote, considerably sooner, unquote, trademark registered copyright asterisk patent pending. No date has yet been announced. Also, all of this will be possible thanks to the large world conversion of CryEngine currently taking place. It'll take the game from a 32-bit to a 64-bit engine, and that should be completed around the end of January. Ooh, so 
Soon means end of January, A, eh, perhaps? Middle of February? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day present, mm-hmm. anyone? Mm-hmm. CIG also announced that they are fairly close to being able to have players go from cities to space and from space to cities. Oh, so cool. Something that they're calling quantum travel for in-system long-range navigation from one point of interest to another is a piece that is missing and will be addressed soon. Deduct 20 points if Tony Mm. mentions the phrase mini jump points. I won't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. You will also be able to bring up a map of everything known to you that is of interest, opening the door for the explorer occupation to find as yet undiscovered things of potential interest. That could be anything from comets, asteroid fields, sterile spaceships, combat encounters, etc. And we all knew this was coming thanks to an earlier letter from the chairman, but we discovered that the initial NPC and player occupations that will be supported next year will be mining, exploration, bounty hunting, mercenary operations, and transportation activities to include escorts, space taxis, cargo transporters, and couriers. Oh. Uh, something missing from that. Something missing from that list. We're going to have to write. We're going to have to put in a letter writing campaign for this. Garbage haulers? Garbage haulers, right. No, not garbage haulers. Right. The. the, Cargo passenger. Oh, no, not cargo passengers. Search and oh, rescue, rescue operations. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that definitely needs to be out there. And like we said in an earlier show, we were hoping that ship would be picked as one of the quote official CIG Wave Four ships or whatever, but it was not. Sadly, so we're going to have to try extra hard to make sure that the designers of the persistent universe include a significant number of search and rescue operations as part of the gameplay design. So what's on the horizon for CIG? Well, the Foundry 42 office is full steam ahead with Squadron 42, as to be expected, with CIG Austin shifting their sights and making Terra Prime the focus. On Terra Prime, you can expect a lot of fanciful buildings, including giant towers with huge atriums, where the team have really gone to town with all the detail and pushing a very Revel in York style. And when we say giant towers, we mean it. Rumor has it that these towers are extremely tall, almost vertigo-inducing. At the top of the towers, you'll be able to see the city, and on the particular tower they're discussing, on one side you can see the rest of the city, and on the other side you can see ocean, mountains, and forest. All in all, some good stuff coming our way in 2015. So is there anything that you guys see coming out of this particular discussion that you've got your finger on? What are you hoping for? Well, I'm hoping that development will go at a faster pace. Mm -hmm. I I think they've got their groove on, so to speak. They've got their base codes. They've got a roadmap. They've got a foundation. I I think that it's very possible that we'll get, despite the the long-distance calendar, I think we'll get a lot out of 2015. So you're looking forward to regular releases, incremental upgrades to systems, incremental additions to instances, combat types, mission types, ship types, that kind of stuff? All right. What are you looking forward to, Shiv? Well, I kind of agree. It seems every time we see something, for me, it seems like, oh, they're a little bit farther along than I thought they would be. So that's good. It would be nice when they get lobbies working. Sounds like they Hmm. got it halfway there. Now they just need to look at all the data of everyone breaking it over the holidays and then fix it. Skiffy and Lennon and I and my son, the four of us, got in to a uh, squadron battle. I think the trick right now is that all private matches are disabled, and you can get into public matches, but the matching of the scenarios is real hit and miss. The only thing we were able to connect to consistently was uh, squadron battle and free-for-all. 
Cooperative FanDuel Swarm wasn't working. Racing seemed to be okay. That one was the most flexible to get in with uh, other people. But again, no private matches are working. It's just the public ones. That's the only one we've been able to get to function. I think they were more worried about the lobby system functioning at all rather than any other part of the game working at this point. And then from there, it's multi-crew ships and shooting each other in the face. Perhaps on multi-crew ships. (laughs) Well, perhaps so, combining the best of both worlds. I, myself, am looking forward to the stage where the incremental releases and the additional features don't break the stuff we already have. I think that that's when I'll feel like progress is sort of being made. You know, it's like we had the friend codes that those were working. They weren't ideal, but they worked. But now we're switching to the lobby system and now we can't even do private matches. Uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully sometime in the next uh, three or four months where the new incremental additions to the game don't break the things we already have. That's when I'll feel like we're, we're really moving forward. Yeah. And we want to thank Nakara from Reddit. We used his post to sort of guide our discussion here. He broke down and summarized the uh, holiday live stream for us and gave us some talking points. Nakara, we owe you again, buddy. You keep doing this Reddit thing. You're real good at it. I might have to hire you on at, at uh, Priority One Productions. That's right. Yeah, we've always got spots open, Nakara. Wink, wink, nudge. 10 for the Chairman episode 49 was released, and Chris took 10 more questions from the subscribers, gave us some answers we were looking forward to. He gave us, in particular, a little more insight into the jump point mechanic in response to a question from citizen Julian Delficki, saying that it's not all sensors and technology. First, you need to discover the jump point by scanning various frequencies, triangulating its position manually to locate its entry point, and that's where things get interesting. The idea is that you're going to be flying down the equivalent of a huge breaking wave off the north shore of Hawaii, complete with turbulence and so on and so forth. If you survive, congratulations, you've mapped a jump point. You'll also need some decent tech. Some jump points will be more difficult than others. So in addition to skill, the navigation computer itself needs to be considered as some don't have the capabilities to do the more complicated one. Further, Citizen Drum had an excellent follow-up question asking if someone can resample or redo a jump point sequence that would be faster or less of a thrill ride than the original data created. Or, once it's accomplished, that will be the only way to do it ever. And Chris says that that's an idea he's going to be thinking about. As with their current plan, though, there's only one path, and that's it. But to quote Chris, it would actually be kind of interesting if there were more than one way to do it. Or maybe one way or another way that, that cuts your jump time down. So I think it's like maybe one thing we play around with when we're prototyping all the jump stuff. What do you think, Mr. Lesnick? The feature you have listed to me will definitely be happening. Glad to hear it. All right. (laughs) Yay! It's always good that we have that sounder button now. We'll be making good judicious use of it from now on, I assure you. I think it's definitely nice to know that they're at least looking at the ideas. Even if they say, great idea, we're not doing it, it's still nice to know because... Maybe somebody's mentioned something and then, oh, this is actually better than what we were going to do. Let's do it. Because why not? Well, I think a lot of times it's the shortest distance between an idea and the uh, actual implementation of it is what the programmer says. So if you have a guy like Chris looking at it and somebody who's got some programming experience and he kind of goes, yeah, that's something that we could do with the system we already have built. Or I can see where that would fit into the code that we already have running in the game. I think you're a lot closer to something being done than, oh, say, a mini jump point. Now it's time for news we didn't use. Meet the CIG Devs, Episode 6, featuring Brandon Evans, UI programmer, and Chicken Tiki Masala fan. Around the Verse Bloopers Volume 2. See, guys, it is not as easy as it looks. 
beep, beep. Fan Spotlight, Fan Art, Volume 2, proves to us that the people in the verse even win at art. Discovered. Journals of Busai Prentice tell us you should only lend credits to those you trust. And a work-in-progress gallery of the Cutlass. Well, this is the point of the show we'd usually ask, where the f*** is the Avenger mission pack? But as we discussed last week, any mission with an Avenger in it is now part of the Avenger mission pack. So we're looking around, still taking candidates for our uh, next segment name. But this week, our segment is, uh, where the f*** has Lennon gone? And Lennon has gone off on a personal family vacation. So while we're waiting for him to get back... Um, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, I played some Far Cry 4, I played some Dragon Age Inquisition, and I tried very hard to do Arena Commander after the patch. Any success at all? I had some moderate success. Again, I had my uh, sound stuttering and lag issues were back, and we tried our cooperative battles to seemingly no avail, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, you you and, I think the, uh, you, and was it you and me and Skiffy? Yeah, yeah, the three of us tried, and then had like zero success, but then later in the week, it was me, Skiffy, and Lennon, and my son tried. We got some things to work. Justin, what did you do this week? You and I were talking, you're a poorer man now, from what I understand. Poorer man? Yeah. You, you, didn't you blow a bunch of money on the Humble Bundle or Uh, something? Steam sale. I spent three bucks on the Humble Bundle. Oh. And then I didn't like the game. I did spend less than $7 on the Steam sale because the Europa Universalis expansion packs. But what I have been playing (laughs) is uh, Hearthstone came to to Android. It's like, oh, I'll try it. And then my tablet's old and crummy and didn't work. So I've been playing it on the computer instead, which is kind of fun. I have looked at that and I've never played any kind of card game. Is that that It is. And. If you've heard of games like Magic, it's less complicated and goes faster and it's less prep time. So it's basically Magic for people who don't have time to play Magic. Oh, okay. That sounds like yeah, the game yeah. for me then. I, All right, and fantastic. It's, and it's cheaper by 100%. It takes less time and it costs less money. Why are people still playing Magic? Right. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. All right. Good to know. All right. Well, and that Europa Universalis, Lennon, gifted that to me over Christmas, presumably during that same sale that you had right. just right there. So that's a not-too-subtle hint that Lennon wants me to join you guys. Uh, I was looking at that. I was kind of thinking of uh, joining that. Isn't the MMO that takes real money to play, though? No. It's a real-time political simulator. It's not an MMO. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. What was I I looking at that? We don't don't know. know. I'm looking at this week's community question, what MMO is Jeff talking about? Oh, no, if you know the answer. No. Right? No, no, no. Come on. That's not even, that's not even fair. <laughs> and this week's real community question, with the issues affecting release 1.0, has the pendulum swinging between raw alpha and polished product gone too far to the rough side? Or has this release hit the sweet spot for you? Let us know. Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com or post in our show thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. And now that we're all caught up with the CIG news... I'm picking up something on the comm system. Something about Gold Horizon. Hatching it through now. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay attention. That means get on your feet, Nugget. All these ring space stations, we've got the piratical cancer out of so many. They're all so old. Isn't there a nice shiny one we can stroll through sometimes? Watch out, motion sensors are on our left. New one? Where are your brains, boy? Bah, 
Apparently they don't even make mercenaries like they used to. Back when I was painting the walls with pirate blood, all these stations were already old. Two down. At least 300 years old by now they are. Old Gold Horizon made a myriad of these stations back in the Messer era. Started off with government money, mining asteroids. Cover me, I'm gonna set up a chart in this alcove. It'll go deliciously with a wall furnishing. Mining? I thought these were all old terraforming bases. At least these pirates are fighting back. I'm tired of the diplomatic negotiation club. You got that right, sweetheart. I guess you're a little more than no space in that skull of yours. Golden Horizon just started with mining. Hit that big Rackneth load. Pull a titanium. But that empire got terraforming bug and Golden Horizon got more government money and private funding from somewhere. Ouch! Be a dear and hand me that med pack. Yeah, the private money was bribes. Too much work, I say, bribes. It's easier just to hire us to take what you need. But it works for those people. Their experience with the mining prefab bases transferred very nicely to making these glorious old space stations. That's where all these came from. 300 years is a long time. And even through all this fighting, can you believe these space stations still survive? Yeah, mostly thanks to the vandal of all things. Congress is making motions to blast most of these stations right out of space. With everyone still on them. Oh, heavens. But the vandals showed up, and so they put those plans on hold. Why? Did the government need them for something? No, no, silly. The government funded Gold Horizon, but they also were the ones that ruined the company. So it's no surprise to me they would just destroy them on a whim. They're just, they have no idea what a good value is, I'll tell you that right now. It all happened when the CEO, Dennis Avacevedo, he moved the corporate headquarters from Earth to Terra. And the Messer government took it as a personal affront, can you believe? So the Imperator declared that all terraforming assets, they were government property, and in the process, they gutted... <coughs> kind of like that. Uh, Gold Horizon of all, nearly all their assets. It caused the collapse of the company, and now all that's left of the Gold Horizon are these glorious old beautiful stations. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? Whoa! Some say he drinks raw petroleum because refined gasoline is too dainty for his palate. But all he knows, he's called the Shiv, and he put together this week's feedback. From our show post at GuardFrequency.com, Sean Newboy says, Wait a minute, what's wrong with the Mustang? Oh, don't get me started. I hope they add reasons to use the in-game comm system to enable more gameplay options. At the very least, you'd want a comm officer to follow NPCs, who I would hope do not have their own team speak. Yeah, that makes two of us. Skynet is already too close to reality. Uh, not only is space filled with noise, so is the internet. See, I'm making noise right now. Isn't that fun? Go me. As for the Pegasus, go new types. I think it's pretty cool. Yes, uh, Sean Newboy, you have eloquently encapsulated virtually everything that I think about most things in general. So, way to go. Osteron says, great show. I think you should just go for broke and demand the Persistent Universe beta. At least that way you won't have to revise the title of the segment for a long while. <laughs> long while, probably. Okay. Long, long while. Regarding the efficiency utility of comms interception, despite the 10 for the chairman question, I assume the mechanic would have very little to do with intercepting actual voice comms and more to do with intercepting data flow between capital ships or Hornet tracker and other ships relying on the radar targeting data. Knowing how the enemy is being directed is always an advantage. 
That said, I think of a few instances where the in-game voice comms could become tactically necessary. As Jeff mentioned, setting up a team speak with people other than your regular crew can be a hassle. Also, you could intercept comms between players and NPCs. Like if someone you're hunting receives a message that the cargo is ready to be picked up in another system. I like this, and I like the idea of it being more, you can see the data flow, because that's something that you can't help but transmit using the game's systems. Like if you wanted to send your radar picture to your escorting fighters, you as the radar officer on the capital ship, that automatically is going to use the game data channels. And then if you're on the opposing force, you can see that you've just been painted by the capital ship. The capital ship now knows where you're at. Or conversely, the capital ship has no idea that you're sitting there because you're seeing the radar picture that it's sending out to its escorts. I like this. I like this a lot, and I hope this makes it into their uh, electronic warfare plans. BT Kegger says, Tony, I agree with you about the music on the Imagine trailer. Beautiful at first. Then I physically lifted my headphones away from my ears when the dubstep started. <laughs> I like dubstep, but that felt a bit too jarring and out of place. Granted, they did a good job of tying the visuals to the beat, but still it was kind of like listening to a lullaby, then in the middle of it having porn coming in to finish. <laughs> corn with a K. Yes, corn with a K. Merry Christmas, guys. Also, we're working on those space engineer ships from Star Citizen. What have we started? And uh, we'll have links to those in the show notes. I quote one of them earlier. Uh, the Redeemer looks pretty cool. Yeah, these uh, VT Kegger has uh, been a friend of the show for a long time. He sent us in those pictures of his. Uh, I think he had a constellation. He's had a bunch of the, He had a bunch of ships. He was working on a, a Bengal carrier, all in space engineers, uh, two scale, the whole bit. It was, it's pretty crazy. Check out his works in progress if you get a chance. And I had a, a Twitter conversation, and uh, somebody sent me the key and peel bit where people were jumping out of windows and having nosebleeds thanks to dubstep. I responded that my relationship with the dubstep is more nuanced and, and, and complicated. The Yielvis song, Someone Like Me, that starts out with sort of a classic 1960s musical love song, pining for his one true destined love, and then the reason he can't find true love is because no one likes the dubstep like him. He finds his one true love who also likes the dubstep, just you know, a spoiler alert there. But uh, uh, yeah, that's not sort of my complex relationship with the dubstep. Somewhere okay, between enough musical. about the dubstep, okay? And, uh, no, no, Jeff, the dubstep is it's a, it's a deeply philosophical music type that deserves a full analysis and, and uh, deep and meaningful discussion about... Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Justin, yes. The wah-wah-wah-wah. And the... is also an important component. I have an answer to the dubstep. 41. Is that the silence... Thing. <laughs> no, I, I mean if if the if it's a deep and philosophical discussion as as is what is life universe and everything, which the answer was forty two, I figured oh. that it it deserved the answer of forty one because it's missing something. Well, no, because it's not as important as the life of the universe and oh. everything. Yeah, I can do without the dubstep, quite frankly. I can do without talking about it too. Saldian writes in, Great show as always, guys. Good to know we are playing a British game. Let's hear it for an Imperial Star Citizen expansion. God save the Queen and all that. Tip, tip, cheerio. Uh, I think you should demand the Persistent Universe, as Ostron mentioned, but I'd do the Alpha, because you guys may be old enough to join the VD geriatric team before the beta comes out. Quite possibly. Stop picking on the Mustang. The Delta is a blast to fly. I don't care if it's a hoot <laughs> showing it off my be. age there, but it doesn't 
it, it might it might be a hoot. It might also be a real shebang and quite a gas. Gee golly. Uh, Yes, it could be it could be all of those things, but I just want to blow some of them up. Although Lennon was in a Mustang in one of those uh, matches we had, and they're fast. They're fast, but he couldn't fly the damn thing. He kept ramming into me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he really couldn't fly it, and and when you and it, and it didn't take very many shots to, to to splash one. So yeah, there's I think I think there's the, the space pony. Yep. And possibly Time Lord Schmunkle ninety eight answers our community question. Should 1.0 patch have been delayed? I know this isn't going to win me any popularity contest, but I believe they should have delayed this patch until they could have pushed out a version with less bugs and a more functional cut list. I think CIG strayed from the when it's ready formula here and it hurt them a bit. Let me know your thoughts and keep up the great work on the show. He's sort of getting ahead of the game, but yeah. I, I agree. I think they got ahead of themselves. They wanted to give out a, a Christmas present. I think they had a lot of it ready to go, and it worked functionally very well in-house, and they probably gave the go-ahead, not realizing the cause and effect. Yeah, the letting it loose on the entire player population probably broke something they weren't anticipating. Schmunkle, don't worry about your popularity. I think you're, I think you're right. I think the pendulum went too far back. You've answered the community question that we're going to remind everybody about even before we asked it. I will say this, though, that we are testers in, a, in an alpha game, right. so... So I want to remind everybody that, you know, this isn't, it's not like we're playing a finished game here and that uh, this to be expected to have that kind of stuff going on. It seems like the biggest issues tend to be network. When there's yes. a big network update, that breaks. You know, we've all, we've, usually the ships, there might be something off, but generally they work. Whereas when you push the network things to 700,000 people. I, th- I think that there's there's a happy medium. I think that maybe for the patches up to 1.0, they played it a little too close to the chest. And maybe for 1.0, they might have taken a chance where it might have been smarter to not to. I think they're going to find, and hopefully, as we discussed earlier, 2015 will be the year of the happy medium, where they let some things go that, eh, that don't affect gameplay, that don't break functionality that's already been pushed to the community, and things run a little smoothly. But they still push the envelope and show us some rough edges on the new stuff. Uh, when the new stuff comes out, maybe it's not perfect, and maybe it's still got some rough edges on it. But it's new, and it's stuff we haven't used before, so maybe we won't know the difference. But the stuff that has worked to date remains not broken. Yep. Okay, from Twitter, Green Dragoon writes in and says, I think you missed the inspiration for the Mustang commercial. Silas Corner is modeled after Howard Hughes. In fact, I'd go so far to say he's Hughes as portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio from The Aviator. Uh, again, let's yeah, not misunderstand okay. you. We weren't... Hold on. We, the, he's, he's, he's taking issue with my Saturn comparison well, uh, from the last one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not comparing the guy. I'm comparing the commercial, the commercial yeah. concept. I don't care who the guy is they were going off of. You know, the freelancers, the Ford uh, F-150 commercials. The Constellation was the 2001 Space Odyssey movie. That was what they're going off of. I was just saying the commercial. I don't know who the guy is. I've never seen The Aviator. So I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. But the commercial itself, I think they're going for the Saturn, the old Saturn commercials. Well, I mean, if you compare it to, you know, you watch the commercials on the Super Bowl, which are the best commercials ever, and then some of them are like, they spent money on that? Uh, I would say the Mustang commercial is better than most of the commercials I see on TV. But compared to the other Star Citizen commercials, not the best. Not the favorite, no. Some suggestions on what we should be asking for next from the three punketeers, Ken, Ben, and Michelle. 
where the is the battle sphere and then i suggested wtfitcp meaning the cargo pod but ben thought it meant white towel funnel in the cheese palace then ken said good guess but i'm thinking guard freak meant where the frack is the carrick pack of course oh that's not bad that's a good that's one. not bad I like that one. it rhymed okay that's very good Ken from Twitter also chimes in again and says, Hey, Guard Freak, remember when you are complaining Star Citizen was being too fussy and should have released the game sooner, bugs and all? Hashtag good news! Yeah, well, this is uh, why we're asking the community question this week. And right before the show, I found an interview with Chris Roberts on Twitter. I was just searching the Star Citizen hashtag. And uh, we'll link it in the show notes. It has some good questions and answers, but not the normal... Yeah, the format's a little unusual, shall we say? Eclectic. It's yeah, it's not your usual interview format. We'll just go ahead and leave it at that. Just yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. But it, they had some good questions, so we're going to go ahead and link you uh, to the YouTube video in our show notes. From our amazing donors of monetary goodness, our latest Patreons are Daniel, Ben, and Derek. Click on the giant P on the guard frequency page and become a Patreon today. Yeah, we're going to print those stickers off, and uh, our first uh, batch of them should be here. Should we? We, we're working on this now, Shiv, aren't we? We got. Uh, I, I sent you the logos. Any one of them strike your fancy? Yeah, um, holidays. So I don't yeah, we're working on it. It's the holidays. <laughs> we took Christmas off. Give us a break. We'll be. They'll be around anyway. But uh, our store is now open because we've reached the twenty dollar level. So we're going to start uh, populating it with guard frequency swag. So if there's anything that you'd like, mugs, hats, t-shirts, whatever, send us a suggestion, and we'll see if we can get them printed up. Of course, the uh, the stuff we've already got set up for unlocks, those are already set. And as a reminder, this week's community question, with the issues affecting release 1.0, has the pendulum swinging between the raw alpha and the polished product gone too far to the rough side? Or has a release hit the sweet spot for you? Let us know. Send us an email at squawkatcardfrequency.com or post in our show's thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. So how was the show? Yes or no? Either way, let us know. Here's some ways you can get in touch with us. Check out our forum post at forums.robertspaceindustries.com. Leave a comment on this episode's show notes at guardfrequency.com, and you can subscribe feeds.guardfrequency.com or find us on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak or start an argument on our Reddit at guardfreak.reddit.com. Leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guardfreak. And if you're old school like us, shoot an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so take just a minute, tell us what's on your mind. And that brings us to the end of episode 52 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 53 on January 6th, so be sure to keep an eye out for the shows over at GuardFrequency.com or on the official Robert Space Industries fan site subforum. Please send us your feedback about the show. Aside from all the ways we just ran down in the feedback loop, you can use the contact form on our website. All the details for all the ways you can get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Do you like what we do? You want to come help make us the best damn space sim podcast ever? If so, just send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. And if you just can't get enough spaceship podcasting, why not check out our sister production, Priority One? They cover Star Trek Online and the greater Star Trek universe. Just go to priorityonepodcast.com. Are you looking for a friendly wingman or two? Check out our organization, Guard Frequency Response, at the official RSI website robertspaceindustries.com forward slash orgs forward slash guardfreak. And if you're not doing anything Saturday nights, then you should join us live over at guardfrequency.com forward slash live. We start recording around 8 p.m. Central, and that's usually Sundays at 2 a.m. GMT. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster. 
our artist. Hey, that's you! Yay! And I, I wasn't going to interrupt myself on purpose. Oh, well. Our artist, Simon Charlton Edwards, and our assistant audio engineer, Michael Duncan and Skiffy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass. And special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work, including his newest release, Alpha Numeric. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. No one's listening out there. The deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Turn to 330, count 15. Squawk 7700. Stay on the guard. I have a friend, his last name is Shubin, so he wants his own mining base because it's got his name on it. And my kids are being loud for some reason. Bribe them with donuts. It works for me sometimes. You need to be in bed. I have to go potty. Go potty. Quietly. (laughs) It has to happen. You know, you can you can decree whatever you want, Dad, but then you're gonna you're you're sentencing yourself to a you know a a wet bed and no and you don't want that. So I have a friend Nobody wants that. A friend, his last name is Shubin, so he he thinks he should get. Hold on. So we're gonna go ahead and just like not discuss the whole friend with the Shubin thing. I think it's cursed. It's a cursed topic. Uh, it's it's a it's, it's just not it's not going to happen. It shouldn't make it to air. If it did make it to air, we'd have to cut right. it, or else somebody would have to go to the potty right when they heard right. that. Uh, but just yeah, just so for those who are listening live, uh, then. He has a friend that I know. His last name is Prentice. And they're like, oh, is he a future relation of yours? And I have you know, two people who have their names, their surname in the universe. Oh, oh, oh for the, Bu- the Buasi Prentice yes, guy. Yes, there was a reason. See, that was kind of cool. I, uh, I, I brought up the other thing. Feedback and closing. This is Tony, Sync 1. This is Feedback and Closing. This is Jeff, Feedback, Sync 2. This is Justin, Feedback and Closing, Closing and Feedback, Sync 3. And feedback and closing, closing, feedback, and closing with closing and feedback on the end in three, two. And that brings us to the end of episode 52 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 53 on January 6th, 6th. 7th. 6th. We really should like do the show notes before we do the show, shouldn't we? Yeah. Hang on, let me pull my calendar. It's right it's, here. It's, it's the, I, I just said it. Sixth. It's the fifth. Sixth. Sixth. Nope, it's the sixth. sixth. It's the sixth. Definitely the sixth. Definitely the sixth. Definitely Rain Man's sixth. Oh, I guess I can just say that. We'll be back with episode hang, hang 53 on, on January 6th, so be sure to keep out. Yeah, just just, just do, it, do, it, do, it, do the whole thing over again. Let's get this all right. Okay. Make the audio editor's life a little easier. So now beep, that beep. you've cut out the previous part, you didn't have to go through it and find where you had to stop. It's all going to be right here. And that brings to the blah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Blah, <laughs> blah,